You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. If you're listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. As always, I'm Paul, one of your hosts, and with me is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Just mildly, completely right in the middle of the road, okay. Oh, all right. For Fine. no particular reason whatsoever. <laughs> Not foreshadowing anything, Not are we? Not foreshadowing at all. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, we are super excited. We are here today. We're, we literally just got back from the movies. We just saw 2021's Black Widow. You mean 2020s? 2020. <laughs> November 2020s? No, no. May 2020? Yeah, no. We, we finally managed to, because uh, we are also big fans of the movie theater. We prefer going to experience our movies like we yes. did for uh, Fast 9. If you want to hear me just rip that movie apart you can check out cinematic adventures for that one but i um, wish i was on that it was, it was a oh, rough one i would have i would have defended at least one point you probably would have well, one there. point <laughs> one, at least one point but um we are at the memes that's all that's, yeah right that's the thing that's uh saving the, uh, all that but we are going to be talking about uh black widow uh long road to get here very excited to to discuss the movie finally uh the show is going to be broken up into two parts the first part's got to be more of a little retro on black widow her character where she started where she you know kind of went to um and then we're going to give you guys a commercial break, and then after the commercial, we'll come back with spoilers. You'll get a spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen the movie, which, um, judged by the numbers, you might have. Yeah, right. Fair bet. Um, so let's talk really quick before we even jump into the actual movie. You had two ways of seeing this movie. You could go to the theater in person, or you could uh, do Disney Premiere Plus. Yes. Now, I'm not too familiar with Disney Premiere Plus, just because all I saw was $30 on top of yeah, my regular right? membership fee, and I was... <laughs> Just kind of done. Ronnie, what do you think about... I mean, HBO Max was very successful with releasing things like the Snyder Cut and and Into the Heights and all that stuff. What do you think about having the option nowadays? You know, like like you said, I like the theater experience. There's just something about going to a theater, getting the popcorn and everything like that. um, I think it's just... It's it's what makes a movie a movie, is is the experience. Yeah... I can watch it at home. It's cheaper, you know, because like this movie on Disney Plus was, I think it's thirty bucks to watch it. Now, as a family of three, it makes a lot more sense to stay at home and pay thirty bucks instead of paying forty bucks for three tickets to go see a movie, and then obviously the popcorn and all that on top of it. But my thing is, you don't get the experience, Mm -hmm. and also. Look at screen size, yeah, and quality. You know, like you go, you go to a nice movie theater, and just the screen quality is so much better than your TV. And you know, obviously, the quality of the movie comes out better on a screen. So, I prefer going to the movies. However, I do like the convenience of me just sitting on my couch, yeah, and watching. A movie. I think it, you know it depends on the movie too. Like yeah. we we went to go see Godzilla vs Kong in like the biggest theater we could possibly do, and it was worth it just for that yeah. single aspect. 
But also for me, like I want to keep my movie theaters open. Most movie yes. theaters don't. Movie theaters don't make money from the movie tickets. No, no that goes it's concessions. It's all concessions. That's yeah. why, like, when people sneak in food, you're really kind of stealing from the theater itself. Yeah. Um, you have a you have a studio like Disney where they can do that thirty dollars. I think it's only a one time fee, thirty dollars for premiere access. I'm not sure if it adds on. To, I think I think I don't know. I don't know I, I've never tried check. it, but. I think it might be every movie you have to pay. I'm not sure. That's that would be terrible if that was the case. But like we went well, today for the big movies. I'm yeah. saying we went today. Yeah. Uh, I paid for my wife and uh, producer Melanie and uh, for Sean from Cinematic Adventures because he bought breakfast, yeah. and um, it was you know thirty bucks. No snacks, no nothing. It was you know yeah. the, the three tickets matinee, and then I think we each got a water. Yeah, that was it. So you know like the. Do I get it? Yeah, but like you're, you're taken away from the experience. Yeah. Like people, and especially getting out of the house, we spent mm-hmm. so much time in the house. Like exactly. The second, I mean, we went to go see Wonder Woman in, yeah. uh, in theaters, and oh god, that movie. Even though the movie was terrible, it was yeah. still at least a little nice to get out. Yeah, like it, it's good too. Because all right, so now I mean, we're summertime. You don't have to worry about weather. But during the winter time, it's like, oh, I want to watch this movie. Oh, but there's a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let me just pay thirty bucks on Disney Plus or whatever and just watch it and I don't have to worry about driving in the snow, you know. So again, it's, to me it's more convenience based. I have a truck, to do so it. I don't care. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, no, I agree, but I I definitely think that we're going to see a, a shift in how movies are made and how they're distributed from all yeah. this. Um I really hope that this doesn't become the norm where it's, you know, you no. go to the theater, but it also makes you laugh cuz like you'll you'll see a movie and remember how long it used to take to get that movie? Yeah. Like months you were waiting, like six, yeah. seven months. Now, like they they've proven that we can do both. Don't yeah. worry. But um, you know, I, for movies like we we watched Mortal Kombat here on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously we watched the Snyder Cut on HBO Max. Like they, they were all worth it for, and it, yeah. it makes sense for a fledged or like a, a just starting off kind of um yeah company. Like Disney money's Disney money. Oh yeah. Like I hate to say it, they don't need and like even like. They they wanted people to get on their subscription services, so they did all their shows on a weekly release. Yeah. Um, which you know is good when you're starting off, but now it's just kind of annoying because yeah, you know, Stranger Things season I think what four is coming out. Yeah. And I'll, we'll watch the whole thing in a weekend. Yeah. Like it's not gonna <laughs> make or break the bank for Netflix, but yeah. I like I get it. So, having said that, let's let's take a, a walk back in time, as it were. <laughs> How far back are we going? Because Iron Man two. It's yeah, when we right? first got introduced to, at the time, Natalia Romanoff. Yes. Because that, that's how she was uh, – you know, it's funny because I knew who she was going into the movie. Yeah. You know, shocking. I knew something about a comic book what? movie before <laughs> we went into it. Um, yeah, so like I, I knew that. This 2011, wow, 10 years yeah. ago. Wow. We, we're eventually going to have to do an Iron Man retro. Yeah. But um, you know, she gets introduced, and she's playing Natalia – and um or natalie excuse me natalie rushman yeah that's that's the name that she's going by and you see in, in all the original trailers you see her like kicking ass in that hallway yeah but all the shield logos were taken off so like you didn't then, know you didn't know she was a shield agent yeah like nobody knew who she was if you didn't know because also this was you know just after iron man we yeah. had what was it iron man and then incredible, incredible hulk, hulk. Then Iron Man two, yeah. Thor, Cap, Avengers, yeah. So like we, this was still in its, you know, early early time. But uh, we get introduced to her, and she's basically undercover for Nick Fury, mm-hmm. and replaces Pepper Potts as uh, Tony's personal assistant. 
and she was there to you know help defeat Justin Hammer and Ivan Vanko, which is ironic because they call the Red Guardian the Crimson Dynamo in, in yeah. that. I do believe that I uh, Vanko in the um, he was a combination of Whiplash and the Crimson Dynamo. Oh, they, yeah. they took both. But uh, and also we get uh, the intro intro of uh, Rhodey in that film. Yeah, uh, considered one of the weaker of the MCU movies. Yes, uh, Iron Man Two is. Uh, I think it's gotten a little bit better over time. Yeah, but it is definitely, it's definitely not a movie that I could ever just pop in and be like, I really oh, want to watch no. a good Marvel movie. Never. <laughs> it's, it's never gonna be Iron no. Man Two, but um, a solid introduction to her. She she's tough. She's strong. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue that we're gonna we're going to try and be very sensitive about in this episode. She's overly sexualized in a lot of these films. Yes. Um, there, even, even in this, even in Iron Man two, when they first introduced her, like I think Kevin Feige or one of the producers recently did an interview and he's like, there's, there's one scene that I really wish I had kind of taken out. Mm-hmm. And it's the line where like Tony and Pepper are talking. Pepper's like, she's potentially a very expensive sexual harassment lawsuit. And he goes, yeah. I want one. Yeah. Little, little dated, a little, a little aggressive. Little, not even aggressive, just kind of sleazy. Yeah. Um, and it, it shows, like, Pepper saying that shows that she's a, like, she know, knows who Tony is. And yeah, yeah. like, we, we get, he's a womanizer, he's all that, but it is, it's a little cringy looking yeah. back on it. But uh, then she, they do, like, the modeling photos of her. She, yeah. Did she, did you model in, Par- model in Paris? Like, yeah. And it's like all these, like, suggestive photos of, mm-hmm. of Scarlett Johansson. Now, don't get us wrong. Scarlett Don't Johansson. mind it. Scarlett Johansson's a gorgeous woman. Yes. Um, I still remember the first time I ever saw her, though, Home Alone 3. She plays the <laughs> older sister, and it. it's the funniest yeah, thing. Yeah, that's right. But um, I remember watching it, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Look at that. But uh, I had known her for a long time. I've, I've seen a lot of her films. Yeah. Um, she's she's really good. She's very talented. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have no problem with her and, you know, the character. Mm-mm. But, yes, they did. They exploited her a little a bit. Lot. Um. Because they they knew what they had, you know. Well, also, it, it was an old trope that comic book movies only appealed to a certain type of person. Yes. Um, the, the, the comic book the, boy the one stereotype. In the yeah, in the basement, as we record, <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, like the, oh, look, you pretty lady. Even if you look at how comics were drawn, everything was misproportionate. Yeah. And every woman's superhero costume was obviously designed revealing. by a man. Very revealing. Very just uncomfortable. Yes. So even though Natasha does fight in this skin-tight yeah. you know, leotard, basically, um, which is still actually one of my favorite scenes in Marvel where mm. Happy's trying to beat up the one guy. <laughs> Yes. And Natasha like wrecks that entire hallway. Yep. And then Happy's like, I got him. Yeah. He's so happy and so proud of himself. He does also almost crash the car trying to sneak a peek of her undressing though. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about uh Natasha and Iron Man 2? Um yeah. Again, there there wasn't too much to go off of with her in Iron Man 2. I think it was a nice introduction to the character and obviously she's grown exponentially since then. Um and I feel like it's become one of the strongest characters that Marvel has put out there. She she made it there eventually. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the inconsistencies with her when we talk about the actual Black Widow movie because I do have some qualms. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but then moving on, this is where we kind of get more of the spy aspect of, of Natasha. Yeah. Is with uh, the uh, Avengers. Yes. So she – her and um, Hawkeye are – I don't know. Are they partners, I guess, technically? Yeah. I, I would say they're partners in it. Yeah. So she's in charge of going to recruit Bruce Banner 
to use him to uh, track the Tesseract. Not yes. for the Hulk, but to track. I'm going to say it now. The Bruce Banner-Natasha Romanoff romance was one of the weirdest and most yeah. out-of-place things. I never got, I never understood that. It, it made no just, sense. It was just not an aspect that I really enjoyed. Yeah. But um, so after she recruits him, she meets uh, Steve Rogers on the helicarrier. And she pilots the Quinjet to uh, the first fight with Loki. And she's she's like flying yep. it. And, you know, then obviously Iron Man comes in and he just has to take all the attention. Yeah. But we do have one of the most memorable scenes with Natasha where she's the one that interrogates Loki and gets him to accidentally reveal his plan. Yeah. Um, apparently, Loki says a phrase. I don't want to repeat it because apparently it's super offensive. But he calls her something, a mewling I don't want to say it. It's, yeah. it's, it's like apparently – but like, Go back and watch it. Yeah, apparently it's a very offensive like oldie English phrase. Like hmm. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. But she, she plays it up and like she, you think she's all like, oh my god, damsel in distress and oh, she's so mean yeah. and I've got red in my ledger, you know. <laughs> but um, – and then she's like, nah, I'm just playing with you, man. Yeah. Thank you for your cooperation. I think she says that in this in Black Widow. Thank you for your cooperation. Yes. Spoiler, Sorry. Oh, well. Oh, they'll, well. They'll get over it, I'm sure. They will. If you're listening <laughs> to us, you probably saw it. Yeah. But... um. Why wouldn't you? We do get... Uh, oh, what was I going to say? I totally lost my train of thought because now I'm thinking about Avengers because I love that movie. <laughs> but um, we do get a lot more of her... Um, her her intelligence, her spy... Like, she does have her moments, obviously, yeah. of, you know, what she you know the physicality like because they her and hawkeye like even have a discussion they're like we're like normal people yeah they they don't have any superpowers or you know money uh, <laughs> apparently because you know? the avengers don't get paid <laughs> yeah you know they're just normal people that trained really hard mm-hmm. to be where they are yeah uh we do get a, we the only scene in that movie where she's like legitimately distressed is right after the hulk appears mm-hmm. and kind of like Almost, I think, like almost breaks her leg. Yeah. But I do love the fight with her and uh, Barton on the uh, the walkway. It's yeah. really cool, and it shows a lot of like history with the two of them. Um, and we obviously get her in as part of the Avengers circle, reloading a gun because you know, I, I one of the best lines though. This reminds me of Budapest all over mm-hmm. again. And Hawkeye's like, you, you and I remember Budapest very differently. Yeah. Again, they they have a very good. It's it's something that in the later movies they. They don't remember, it feels like. Yeah. I, I would love to see... If they had done a Disney Plus series of the two of them just doing, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. missions, yeah. I would... Oh, oh my God. Yeah, because they don't... Excuse me. They don't mention it until end, Endgame? Which part? Budapest? Budapest. Uh, the, after, uh... They, they have all these interactions, and not nothing comes to it until... It was Endgame, right? Yeah. Well, Hawkeye... Hawkeye was never in a... He, he's not in as many movies as I... I feel like as Hawkeye should has be. not gotten... His his comeuppance. I really hope that the show the show off. does yes. something because one of the most one of the most gut wrenching moments in Avengers history is oh, when God. Endgame starts. Yeah. Oh man! And like yeah. we're sitting there, and I remember it, it starts, and we and everybody just went, oh, oh yeah. And then when you see the dust, he's like, every, you, the entire thought, audience was like, oh. oh, you were there, we were yeah. there together, <laughs> like it was just painful because <laughs> we knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. But, he uh, he was involved in a lot of emotional stuff. In, well, they set him up it. to die in Age of Ultron, and then they pulled the wool right out. Yeah, him. yeah. I mean, because then you had you know him with. I mean, I guess we're kind of going ahead of ourselves a little bit because now we're jumping all the way to Infinity War and game stuff. Yeah. But when Black Widow dies, mm-hmm. and it too, like 
this poor guy had to see his family die, oh, and yeah. now his like sacrifice his best friend, his basically best friend. His, I mean, according to you know the one person you care about, you know, but well, I mean, he named his son. son. He's named after yeah. her. Uh, originally, so. it was supposed to be a girl. Yep, and uh, became a boy. And Nathan, yeah, Nathan, yeah, Nathan, Nathan Pietro uh, Barton, yeah, named after the both of them, which I thought was always a nice little yes. So, moving forward, we have arguably. I'm I'm going to say this is my favorite Black Widow variants cuz she's always a little different in these yeah. movies and that's part of like her character like she even says it in this movie, you know, what would you what do you want me to be? I could be whatever you need. Yeah. Um Falcon or not Falcon. Excuse me. <laughs> Captain America the Winter Soldier. Her mm. she is fantastic in this movie. She yes. is a highlight. Um I really enjoy Natasha Romanoff in this cuz she's you don't know what side she's on. She's yeah. kind of playing both sides of the fence. She's doing secret missions for Fury on top of secret missions. Yeah. Uh, she's trying to set Steve up on a date. Like, it, it's just, she's one of the highlights of the movie. Yeah. Um, she she holds her own. She She's never superhuman, but at the same time, she's still above average. Yeah. And obviously, Winter Soldier is considered one of the best, if not the best, solo movies. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on Winter Soldier? Like, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, no, I, I'd have to agree. Um, she was definitely a strong point in that movie because, I mean, we've talked about that movie, I don't know how many times we've brought up the movie, but we, we've done an episode where I think we both rated it like a five. Or, I mean, there's really no five, but like that, it's a five, you know, like. I think close enough. Like 4.95, that movie is. And, you know, she, she's a big, strong point in it. Um, and, and it. Again, it's nice because you get to see her progression throughout all these movies, right? You got basically your spot. You have Black Widow. You don't even have Natasha Romanoff or Natalia, whatever her name was. Natalie Rushman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you see her progress to going from Black Widow, and then in each movie, she becomes a little bit more Natasha. You know what bothers me? Talking about names and all that, they never really refer to her as Black Widow. No. Just like Hawkeye's only been called Hawkeye twice. Yeah. Um, and he was never referred to as Ronan except in promotional stuff. Yeah. I, I do – that is one thing about the MCU that really lacks for me yeah. is the lack of code. Like they call they call Cap Cap. Like yeah. That's what they call him. Like, <laughs> it's just what we call him. That's what we call him. <laughs> but like that was just kind of – because that's who he is. He's yeah. Captain America because he embodies that. They don't call Tony Stark Iron Man for the most part. No, it's Tony. Yeah. So I that was always uh, something about me. That bothered me, yeah. Because I I like secret identities. I think it's an important part of superhero lore, yeah. superhero mythology. I understand it's a it's a more dated concept, but um, you know, and obviously we've had thousands of debates about Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne, yeah. and like <laughs> nobody, it, it's more than glasses. But anyway, <laughs> um, I I think you know we got Peter Parker now with his identity being exposed. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how that goes. But you know, I always thought it was a, it was an extra layer to superheroes, especially characters like Spider Man, who yeah. in, in the first. Uh, the Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man films, you saw how much a secret identity kind of weighed. Yeah. But uh, speaking of identities, at the end of Winter Soldier, she releases all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s files onto the web. Yeah. Onto the internet. <laughs> the and, interweb. you know, basically says everything that she's ever done. And not to, not to jump ahead or spoil anything, but they bring that up in Black Widow. You know, yeah. like little girls idolizing Black Widow, even yes. though she's, she's a She's killer. a killer. She's yep. an assassin. Uh, and we're going to definitely talk about that during the actual discussion because mm-hmm. I have some points on that. But um, the next time we see her is uh, – th- we already talked a little bit about Age of Ultron and yeah. kind of the fallout from that. Um, really, she's just 
I don't really think she's the biggest part of Age of Ultron. No, she's she just like a side. But then at the end, like she has her moments with you know, and obviously we have the the weird relationship with her and the Hulk. Yeah. Still, the sun's sun's going down. down. Sun's getting low. <laughs> the best part of that is all the jokes that they do in uh, uh Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop saying that. But um, I think we get to Captain America: Civil War, and I think that's where she's at her best. I can I can get on board with that because mm-hmm. at the end of Age of Ultron, she becomes basically the second in command yeah. of the Avengers. It's like yep. her and Steve running it. Um, she's doing ops with, with Steve. They're doing missions. Like they're, they're avenging. They're doing yeah. the thing. And she gets kind of caught in the middle when the Sokovia Accords happen mm-hmm. because she, she, uh, she's more on the side of Tony Stark Yeah. where, but she's also, there's a great scene with her and Steve, Steve. at the funeral Yes. where she's like, just cause I'm on Tony Stark. Like you're still my friends. Like yeah. you can trust me. Like we're, they have a very good rapport built up and, it's a rapport that's built up not on sexual tension. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hate that. Completely platonic. Completely platonic, like sit, like family, like, like yeah, you know, like family basically. Yep. And the the thing that I liked about it was a lot of times you you watch movies or TV shows and oh this person's attractive, this person's attractive. Let's uh let's get them let's together. Get them. Or um, producer Melanie's a big fan a fan of Friends, so I've been mm-hmm. watching Friends and I find Friends interesting in that. A lot of these people have dated and or slept with each other, and they're all just still friends. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if that's not really how it works. Yeah. If I was dating somebody and then we broke up, and not only were we still friends, but then Ronnie was trying to date them afterwards, I don't think I'd be kosher with that. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. I don't think that sort of thing no. would work. But like, um, have fun with that. No. Jeez. Ooh. Oh God! What a mess. <laughs> but um. So I, I do like the the relationship between Natasha and Steve has always been she's she's become the more of the voice of reason yeah which is ironic because considering she was the spy she was the yep. one who never knew what was going on with um, she does eventually defect and uh, help Steve out mm-hmm. and assaults the king of Wakanda yeah but um and at the end of Civil War she is now on the run also yes and that's where Black Widow's gonna pick up but we're not talking about that yet so calm, oh, yeah. calm almost there we're almost there we're almost there we're almost there but um we have Black Widow come out and it's the interim it's what happens basically it's about a month yeah like a, an in total of time so what happens from when she runs out of the room talking to Tony Stark mm-hmm. to when she joins up with Steve yes I have some questions and concerns, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jumping ahead, we had her in Infinity War, where uh, she was uh, part of the Secret Avengers on the run with Steve and, yep. and uh, Sam and and Wanda. 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 Because uh, they do eventually get them broken out, with the exception of Barton and uh, Scott. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're laughing at. Calm down. <laughs> but, um, and she's got the blonde hair, and yeah. she's, you know, she does, she's. She's got the blonde red hair. The blonde? No, not yet. Just blonde. This is just blonde. <laughs> so she's fighting alongside them when they, you know, the Battle of Wakanda. She's there. Yeah. You know, you have some nice little moments with her and, you know, and Wanda yep. and Okoye. She does not get dusted nope. during the, from the snap, and she moves on with all of them to kind of. She's leading a version of the Avengers, yeah. but like she's kind of like running ops from the Avengers compound where we're also assuming she's living mm-hmm. and it's, she's running a team of, I think it's rocket, rocket. Carol, uh, Okoye Thor. and 
No, not Thor. He's, no, no. He's too drunk. Yeah. And uh, War Machine. Yes. So she's just kind of like living day by day and mm-hmm. just trying to do her best to still do good in the world. Because that's, that's Natasha's thing. She wants her to do good. Her peanut butter good. sandwich. Yeah, her peanut butter sandwich that Scott <laughs> eats. And then we get the start of the time heist. Yes. Where she's also the one that figures out that if you pick the right time, you can do three stones in New York. Yeah. Know? So she's more of like a coordination type, but she ends mm-hmm. up going to Vormir with Hawkeye. Thank God they sent the two Avengers that have some sort of like long standing relationship. Yeah. yeah. Rocket and like war machine. Yeah. Oh, I'll just push him. His yeah, right. <laughs> I get his legs. <laughs> Rocket. Look at all that stuff I can get and scrap. Yeah. So. After she recruits Clint back into the fold, because obviously who else would do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, Clint with his haircut. I hope he's got a better one for Hawkeye. You didn't like it? I did not like you it. You don't like the little mohawk? No. No? No. I think it suits his character. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they at least said why. Well, yeah. But, um, so they they managed to make it to Vormir, and they realized that they somebody has to be sacrificed for the Soul Stone. You have to sacrifice someone you love. Yeah. And in a, in a great parallel to Thanos and Gamora, who Thanos had to drag and throw, they mm-hmm. actually fight each other to see who who's going to go, who's going to sacrifice themselves. Because yeah. they're doing it for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you had Hawkeye who's doing it to bring his family back, and you have Natasha who wants to just do good. So yeah. they do manage to undo the the blip. They do mention her um, mm-hmm. during the Tony Stark funeral, like, yep. or maybe some, at some point Hulk's like, "I tried so hard to bring her back. Yeah. Like, that's all I wanted." But unfortunately, it does this. It does bother me that Tony Stark got the biggest funeral of all time. Yeah, and, you know, a couple, a fair amount of people died during this. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Any thoughts on uh, the ending of Natasha, where she kind of ended up? Again, it's definitely one of the saddest moments we have seen. Um, again, I think, you know, obviously the scene with Barton's family tops all. And then I think, you know, I, I think her, her ending was nice. It was justified because I think she was sacrificing herself. She's like, listen, I've done all this bad. You know, you have and you have this life outside of this, you know, so she understood like, hey, you can go back to this when we save them. But if we do this and you sacrifice yourself, then your family's not going to have you. At least I won't be, quote unquote, missed by anyone, you know, because she doesn't have a family other than the Avengers and kind of kind of her second (laughs) kind of her second family. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But uh, very, uh, different from in the comics, uh, Natasha mm-hmm. Romanoff, I believe she was originally called uh, Romanova. Mm-hmm. And she was not a, not a founding member of the Avengers in the comics. Yeah. In fact, uh, Wasp was the uh, the female on, yeah. the, uh, on the team. And she was actually a bad guy at first. Like, she was an antagonist. She was a, a, a an assassin. Yeah. You know? But... um. Yeah, I mean, I think they did a really great job with with what they did with her, and obviously she's a lasting character that made an impact. It is a shame that it took so long to get her a solo film. Yes. Um, Well, that's that because I I saw something that in two thousand and four there was uh, development for it. Yeah, before the Marvel takeover. Before Marvel takeover, and then once Marvel took over, then they just didn't. I don't know. I, I. I would love to ask them why. 
Like they they had this plan what, 17 years ago. I I don't think we would have been able to have this movie come out 17 years ago, you know, because again, it's Black Widow. She's not a big name until all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, but I still think there's quite a few people who got a movie before her that shouldn't have. All right, so we'll we'll uh we'll address this then mm-hmm. because unfortunately it was a commonly held belief that female-led action films, especially female-led comic book mm-hmm. movies, were not going to be successful. Yes. Um, there had been some, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until Wonder Woman really took off that they realized that they could do. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's incredibly sexist and a, and a dated concept. Yeah. You know, we, we love this stuff. We love mm-hmm. this world, this universe. And, you know, we went into Black Widow today not not really expecting much just because it is an in-between quill. Yeah. Like, you, you know she's not going to die. Yeah. But they have a very small cast, uh, mostly female cast, female yeah. director. And for for all for most intents and purposes, it works. Like, yeah. when we, we're going to break down the movie and kind of what we enjoyed and what we didn't enjoy and what, you know, Marvel needs to take into consideration. Yes. But um, so far, like, as far as characters go... Black Widow has been just – she's been a very good – she was always a very good supporting character. Mm-hmm. And then the question does arise, what happens when she's the only character? Yes. And you can even say that about Captain America. Captain America, he had – his all of his films were based off of the other characters he's interacting with. All, yeah, it's like a buddy cop yeah. almost, his films. Yeah, so – you know, Thor, not so much, I would argue. Yeah. Especially the first one. It wasn't until Thor Ragnarok that he shined on his own, though. Yes. Um, so all these movies, the, the cast is what makes them. And I really would have enjoyed a, a Natasha Romanoff and Clint Barton kind yeah. of like. I, I was hoping we would get him in here somehow. Well, kind of. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> but um, any other thoughts on uh, Natasha Romanoff? No, I think he pretty much hit hit it all on the head. That sounds uh, uncomfortable. I know, right? I was stirring. I couldn't get it out. Yeah. <laughs> Much like this film. We just they kept trying to make it and it just took yeah, forever just, to get out. What? So we are gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we are gonna break down two thousand and twenty one's Black Widow. But yes. first, a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. All right, we are back, and now the moment all 12 of our listeners have been waiting for. Oh, yeah. That was very uncomfortable. Why were you rubbing my thighs you did it? But anyway. <laughs> you liked it. I didn't like it. But anyway, <laughs> we are now talking 2021's Black Widow. Finally. Yes, finally. A year and a half. Oh, no, not a year and a half. A year and two months later. A year and two months later. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, we're going to save... Our full thoughts to the end when we yes. do start city writing. But Ronnie, initial thoughts. Walking um, out of the theater. Initial thoughts walking out of the theater. I enjoyed it. Um, there were plenty of things that need to be changed with it. 
and I, I would say overall a solid movie. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I wasn't. I wasn't blown away. Yeah. And it's really hard. Marvel has really kind of set their scales exceptionally high. Um, you have a lot of, especially like this is the first real Marvel movie since, you know, obviously we had Spider-Man, but this was the first like this year. This was supposed to yeah. kick off phase four. Yeah. And unfortunately, like it's it's there. It exists. Yeah. But... I know you and I talked about it a little off, off recording, and I said they played it safe. Yeah. They really played it safe. Marvel Marvel has found their formula, their formula that works. This is how our movies go. This is like very strict mm-hmm. rules. In fact, Kevin Feige just eliminated the multi-film contracts. Like, yeah. Marvel used to be uh, notorious for, all right, here's your uh, five-movie contract yeah. like, that you have to do. She did 10. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I remember Sam Jackson got signed on to nine. Yeah. And that was like big. So Marvel's obviously changed a little bit, but at the same time, their their core is very much the same. It's this is how our movies go. This is what we do. And for the most part, that works. But this was your opportunity. Like we, we said it during our during the first half. Natasha Romanoff is a trained assassin. She yeah. killed people before defecting the shield. And even and this bothered me, too. So this mm-hmm. is full spoilers for Black Widow. Yes. Um. We are going to go through points of the movie. We're not going to break down the movie plot by plot. No. Um, it's more of a cinematic adventures type thing. But we are going to talk about some of the things that really just kind of stuck out to us. And for me, one of the biggest things was S.H.I.E.L.D. had her kill the director mm-hmm. of the Red Room as a final test of her loyalty. Yeah. That's a little dark for S.H.I.E.L.D.s. Yeah. Um, but also a missed opportunity for for Marvel. Like yeah. that could have been huge for them to to talk a little bit more about like she killed people. Yeah. She was not a good person. No. <laughs> and the, the her entire story has been trying to put that right. Yeah. Like just I I feel like th- this movie played it way too safe and yeah. I it, it was funny because the whole opening that this, this is where Rob might be upset with me. Oh boy. The whole opening sequencing I thought was the best part of the movie and it gave off at least to me major DC vibes which part the uh the the, the opening the credits the, the opening the, yeah oh yeah like all, with all the subliminal messaging yeah that, that being trained and the, the, all that I was like am I watching a DC movie right now yeah a little bit you know and, and I was like oh if this is how the movie goes this could be one of the best Marvel movies ever yeah but it didn't. It did not. Um, they also there was a lot of opportunity for the female empowerment type stuff. Yeah. Um, which I'm a big fan of, and I do think like it, when done right, it it can be done so yes. well. Um, even like when they did the uh the female led Avengers yeah. uh thing in uh Endgame. Endgame. Some people were like, well, what that's so convenient. I'm like, like I'm like. I thought it was cool. Like, yeah. Rule of cool abides here. Like exactly. Who whoever thought we'd be seeing? Tell them. me that's not a cool shot, it's and a great I shot. will mess you up. Yeah. <laughs> and like the the whole movie, it's like that was. Yeah. It just it bothers me at this point when people are so like, well, why? I wonder if they got scared because of Captain Marvel. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, I know Captain Marvel didn't rub everybody the right way. Myself, yeah. myself included. Like I, I enjoyed the movie enough. Yeah. But like. It didn't again. It didn't blow me away, mm-hmm. 
Um, unfortunately, a lot of those Captain Marvel was more set up for the next Avengers, yes. and that's what Iron Man two suffers from. It's set up for the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would have much rather preferred a movie that was more in the vein of the Winter Soldier, with some sort of conspiracy and some yeah. sort of like spy thriller. And they went they went generic Marvel action movie with this. Yeah, which is fine. Like we still we still sat in the theater. We enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, that's like I told Sean I, after the movie was over. I, I told him, I was like, well, that was a great Bond meets Marvel movie. A little bit. Um, I would have much rather preferred, though, something way more close in. Um, yeah. Just especially the ending action set piece with them all falling out of the uh, yeah the, the, the base. The... It was just too – I was like, this isn't – when I think Black Widow, this isn't what I think. And her power level was a little off – like they couldn't really determine how strong or weak she really was. Yeah, um, I feel like they almost made her too strong at, at certain at points. Certain points, but yeah. then they they had to go out of their way to show her like with all of her bruising and like you know walking yeah. funny. Um, I will say so badass when not only did she take the beating, but then she broke her own nose. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, okay. But, but that was the thing that I got confused about. Speaking of her being either too powerful or anything, uh, she got punched twice. Well, more than twice, but on the second shot, she fell down. Meanwhile, she's fighting other Black Widows and no, that, all these well, people. No, that was on the show. That was a show. You think? I think so. I think that was a show. She knew that she needed— Or do you needed... think she got—I wonder if she got weaker because of the pheromones. I don't think so. I think just literally she knew she had to get her nose broken. Yeah. And, oh, you punched like a girl. Oh, ow. Yeah. Um, again, that whole scene was, was predetermined. Like, she yeah. knew about the pheromone thing, which I thought was a little strange. I think, it, I think yeah. it's like a psychological conditioning that stopped them from hurting yeah. him would have been just as interesting. And to see her break through it finally yeah, would have been even more interesting. Yes. But um, it, it still works for me. Let's talk about the cast, though, because we, mm-hmm. we have some cast members that are new, some returning, and um, some for future projects that we have. Yeah. So, obviously, we've talked loads about Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff. Again, we're big fans. We, yes. we really enjoy the character. We've never... We've never walked out of a Marvel movie thinking Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow was a was a poor point in it. No, never. Uh, but new to the fold, and I am super excited. Florence, I'm not going to pronounce her last name correctly. Pew? I would say Pew. As uh, Yelena Belova. Uh, does take on the mantle of Black Widow in the comics, mm-hmm. so she's not a, a new character. I don't think they ever had the sister bond, but... Um, she was fantastic. She was probably oh, the, yes. the standout of this movie. Yes, I agree. The scene of her making fun of how she does the pose with the yeah. hair whip, like that, <laughs> it's just hilarious. Um, she's funny without being over the top. Yeah. And she's got a lot of gravitas that she brings with it with yeah. all the emotional yep. stuff. So uh, she's going to be in the Hawkeye series, mm-hmm. which now we're kind of seeing how that's taking that shape. Why, yep. So I am very excited to see her do more. Mm-hmm. And obviously she's working for uh, – the old Contessa uh, Valentina, right? We yep. got we got her. Apparently, this was supposed to be her first appearance. Yes. But with COVID, obviously, that didn't happen. So she was in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier recruiting U.S. agent. Which one do you think? Do you think it would have been better if this was the first one? I don't or think do it makes think, a difference. No. No. But um, I think I, I actually think it works better this way. Where we're like, oh my god, it's it's that yeah. lady from the show. So I um. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with her, and because obviously she's now got a few people working for her. She's got the U.S. agent. She's yep. got uh, Yelena. So I, I'm curious to see if they're going to do this Dark Avengers type thing. Yeah. So hopefully they do, and I, I want to see more of these characters in this world. 
Um, especially Elena just really stole the show for me. Yeah. Uh, no superpowers, no nothing. Just uh, there's a great scene where she uh, after she knocks out the guard, she's like struggling to, yeah. to drag this. <laughs> you know, he's 215 pounds. Yeah. Then again, Natasha was able to grab uh, David Harbor and yeah, hold right? him with one hand. <laughs> so speaking of uh, David Harbor, we have David Harbor playing Alexei Shostakov. Shostakov. Uh, also known as the Red Guardian. Again, yeah. another guy who steal he steals the show. Oh yeah. David Harbour has been now in three different comic book movies: mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, Hellboy, and this. And I'm finally glad he's he's found one where he he shines. Yes. He's basically his character from Stranger Things, just dialed up <laughs> to eleven. I really I I like David Harbour. I re- yeah. I hope he does more and just continues to find more success. Because he was, he was an actor. He's been around forever. I, I hope we see more of him in the Marvel Universe as Red Guardian. Mm-hmm. He was in Brokeback mm-hmm. Mountain? Oh, my God. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I was on War of the Worlds. Uh, let's see. Quantum of Solace. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Green Hornet. Oh, God. <laughs> the Equalizer. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. And then, obviously, we said Suicide Squad, Black Mask. Yeah. He's, he was in a lot of stuff. I, yeah. Have you seen Hellboy? I saw the first one. I'm talking about the one when he did, David Harbour, where he played Hellboy. No. Oh, yeah. It was Apparently, it was terrible. Uh, I didn't get I'm not upset then. I have it on the DVR upstairs. I'm eventually going to watch it. <laughs> but I'm a big fan. Yeah. He, he, he was really good in this. I, I Excuse me. <laughs> I, I, I thought... I, I agree with you that Yelena's uh, actress kind of stole the show of Florence, but... This was a close second. Mm-hmm. I mean, just this scene of him in the uh, prison it, towards the beginning in the prison and everything like that, arm wrestling while getting tattooed and everything. Like talking about how he fought, fought Captain America, yeah. but the guy's like, he was still frozen. frozen. Yeah, he was like you lying, snap, just broke your wrist. You call me liar. Yeah, or the one before I liked where he was like, oh, 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 oh. just he kidding. thought he was gonna win. Yeah. Um, he does grow throughout the film too, and yep. I love the scenes of him trying to like he's on, he thinks he's on the comms, but he's not. That, that trying was to very fit into his red guardian suit. Never have I related with something more. <laughs> right? We, we got a wedding this. Sh- we got a wedding this week. That's gonna be me <laughs> trying to put on this. We just had a huge breakfast too. Oh man. Uh. But um, I I enjoyed him. I I want to see more of him. I want to see more about what his powers are because he was pure propaganda, just like Captain yeah. America was. He was a a product of you know communism and the Red Scare yep. and all that. I would love to see more. There's a there's an alternate Superman story called Red Sun, very mm-hmm. similar. I love it. It's good stuff. But um, I would like to hear more about the Red Guardian. Because obviously after he did this mission, it may, they made it seem like he immediately got put into jail. Yeah. Which, can that jail really hold him? He's a super fellow. Yeah, that, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, he's supposed to be just as strong or is he stronger than Captain? I don't America? know. He, he knocked that steel door like off its hinges yeah. basically. They've they've always kind of played fast and loose with what Captain America can really do. Yeah. Um he's obviously stronger than your average human, but he's only supposed to be like a little bit stronger. Like the peak human like yeah. above human. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the way he busted out when he realized he had Somebody the comms was, and you know, someone was coming to And obviously bust like, him out. he's in Siberia or Russia wherever yeah. he is and if he started running Norway. No, he was not in Norway. No? No, I don't think so. Oh. Everybody talk with Russian accent. So? No, uh, what's your face? The the and um 
Malena, Morena, whatever her name is. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel Weiss's character. Melina. <laughs> Melina. She um she was one living in Norway. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I leaned over to producer Melanie and said, We should move to Norway. <laughs> uh going down the list we have uh O. T. Fagbini. Come on, yep. that can't be a real name. As Rick Mason. Yep. Um again. He's from um Handmaid's Tale. Oh, okay. I've never, I've never yep. seen it. Oh, his his real name is way too hard for me to pronounce. Oh, Ola Tunde, Oh, Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> Oloralan. So wait, where's the OT? I don't know. Just, just don't. <laughs> what a name! It's right? a man's name. <laughs> but uh, he plays Rick Mason. Now I do believe Rick Mason is a character. I, I think yeah. he was just in um. In the comics, he was just called the agent. Mm-hmm. So he was—he's um, basically he's a, rep, a weapons dealer, or like he procures things that need help procuring. Yeah. So he's not really he's the tinkerer. No, he's not the tinkerer. The tinkerer exists in, in the MCU. But, so does this character? Yeah, I know, but he's, it the, says right here. Oh, sorry, no, no. He's the son of the tinkerer. Oh, okay. Look at you. Look yeah. at you doing research right? on the fly. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah, he works for Shield. Well, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. But uh, in this, he's more of like a, a freelancer. Like yeah, I, I no. just get, I, I get things for people who pay money for them. Yeah, like nothing. No, I'm not a good guy, not a bad Where guy. Where does she get all the money from? Well, apparently not Tony Stark. Yeah, because he does not pay the Avengers, which is still one of the biggest points of contention. I've well, ever actually, heard. she doesn't even pay for any of the stuff in the movie. He even <laughs> says, "I'm just going on your tab." It's going on your tab. Eventually, got to pay me for this. Yeah. But um, also, you know, it's it's good to have an Avenger as a friend. Yeah. So, um, again, I would have liked to seen a movie where it develops their friendship. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe her and Clint were tasked with rescuing him or yeah. something, something like that. Like they could have done a lot more. And unfortunately it feels like we're still missing a movie. Yeah. See, the, again, the, this movie, well, I guess with the timeline couldn't have come out so far in advance mm-hmm. as we would have hoped for. You know, I guess they would have had a different story, like a Budapest story. That'd been great. It should have um, just been called Black Widow Budapest. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it, we definitely needed a movie before this movie mm-hmm. for Black Widow. I think you know, it, not necessarily an origin story, you know, but something like her as an assassin. Th- this way, this this makes a little bit more sense that she's out of the life because we only have heard about her stories as an assassin mm-hmm. you know it would have been nice to see a story yeah but again we're, it sucks that we finally got this movie and we're still like we want it's a good thing that we want more yeah but also like it feels shortchanged a little bit yeah because because you can't go back no now, now they can only go forward with, with a movie with her you know when they do a sequel because i'm sure there'll be a sequel i i hope that it's about um Yelena yeah. taking over the role as Black Widow. Yep. Um, and, you know, obviously they, they set her up to do a lot of different things. And unfortunately also this movie ends and then it time jumps to the present, which is technically like 12 years. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, it's good. Or not 12 years. I'm being dramatic. It's But cause, uh, cause yeah, we, we years, know what you meant. <laughs> I'd say they're on the run for like a year or two. Yeah. From between Avengers or between Civil War and Infinity War. And then it's five years later, so at least six, seven years. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Yelena got dusted and then came, brought back. I, 
I can tell you right now, we don't. Actually, we might know. We, I, we might figure that out in uh, the Hawkeye series. Yeah, I think that would be an interesting aspect to bring. Yeah. Because um, obviously she's in. And what happened to all these Black Widows? That, again, yeah. th- things we'll never get answers for, unfortunately. But uh, going down the list still, we got uh, Olga Kuryenlenko. Good job. I tried. Um, <laughs> as Antonia Drakov slash the Taskmaster. Yeah. Weak no. reveal. Weak reveal. Yeah. They could have done better. Yeah. Um, I would have preferred if they just found out at the end that Drakov's daughter was actually still alive. And Natasha, yeah. and Natasha found out. Like, like it would have even been better, more psychological torture if Drakov himself was like, oh no, my daughter's fine. She's yeah, just, right? She's right here. But Taskmaster A, I will say, one of my favorite Marvel suits. I thought he looked... Thought she, she looked, looked. <laughs> really. Cool. The costume was really cool. Yes, but we could have done so much more with make Taskmaster the actual bad guy instead yeah. of just a henchman. Because Taskmaster is a perfect villain for somebody like Natasha. Mm-hmm. Where in the comics, Taskmaster doesn't necessarily have superpowers, but he's an expert fighter and he's able to mimic other uh, fighters. Yeah, um, only physical fighters, never superpowers or anything like that. But they did um, the Spider-Man PS4 game where he's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a side quest character and you learn you his character in that is even is 10 times better than this unfortunately and yeah. in, in just a you know a, a video game a video game where he's a side character yeah so i marvel really has to learn sometimes that their 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 twists are not they're 50 50 they they either work completely yeah, or th- they this, don't this did not work this is right up there with the mandarin twist for me <laughs> like okay where they both got casted wrong. Yeah, which I don't mind. Like certain things, you know, gender bending is is not anything new for um for characters. Like you know, Ronnie just started watching the boys and yeah. uh, the the female antagonist in that. What's her name? The uh, the mother figure. Oh. Yeah, it's gonna drive me crazy too. She was from the Karate Kid. Yeah, but I can't in the even comics, think of it in now. the comics, she was traditionally um a, a male character. Okay. So like that that's not something that's anything new, mm-hmm. but. And for the most part, it doesn't bother me, but Elizabeth... No, it's not Elizabeth. Um, oh, my God. Elizabeth Shue. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Oh, I got to lay down. That was tough. <laughs> Wikipedia is hard. But I didn't really... I Especially because uh, Olga Kirilenko, she's not, a, she's not a no-name actress. She was a Bond girl. That's where I first saw her in uh, Quantum of Solace. Yeah. And, you know, she's got some chops, but I really... I was disappointed with Taskmaster, not just in how they portrayed the character but also yeah. with the twist twists don't you, this movie didn't need a twist like no. that it needed more of a story-based twist because mm-hmm. all that did was just it, it changed her guilt yeah you know th- that's the one thing about this movie that's really not sitting well with me is that nothing happened in this movie that that impacted natasha just no. at the end she's like well i gotta go save the rest of the avengers i guess yeah right like that was a terrible reason for her to join up with steve and sam yeah you know so I don't know. I think the, the the stakes in this movie were, were really low. Again, playing it safe. Yes. Uh, we had William Hurt returning as Thaddeus Ross for four seconds. He's in two scenes. Yeah. Uh, the beginning scene's really cool with him mm-hmm. and and the SWAT team and all that. Yep. That's cool. I enjoyed that. And then obviously you just see him at the end. But um, it, it what a, what a waste of a character. Yeah. And it's it's weird considering they made a big effort to bring him back. From the he's the only character from the Incredible Hulk besides obviously the Hulk that's yeah. still well now Abomination's going to be in Shang Chi oh well, yeah yep so uh, 
you know, for, that's definitely the the redheaded stepchild of uh, yeah. yeah. I liked the Incredible Hulk too. I really enjoyed that movie. Again, it's very different than the rest of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, Ray Winstone as General Drakoff, mm-hmm. the creepiest. Uh, oh yeah. Harvey Weinstein type character. Yep. Uh, what a terrible scumbaggy character. Yeah. Like pheromones and whispering and rubbing hair. I'm yeah. like, get get out. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm uncomfortable just watching. Like, what a just yeah. a, a dirty, terrible character. Uh, again, just a villain, just yeah. a generic. I hate to say it, Marvel has Marvel's gotten better with it, but they are not known for their villains. Yeah, no, there, there was. I feel like there was no real villain in this movie. No, you not, know, not even a little bit. This no. was just more Natasha. Like, no, I just I ruined the I broke the red room. Yeah, and. You know, Yelena being like, no. <laughs> and they got uh, Rachel Wise as uh, Melina Vostokov. 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 Uh, the other part of the the parent duo for Natasha and mm-hmm. Yelena. I actually enjoyed where it seemed like she was actually a bad guy. Yes. And then they, they backtracked. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. Stick to your guns, Marvel. Yeah. You could have done it. I. That wasn't too bad of a twist. That would have been a good twist if yeah. they, like, you know, and obviously, I think it. I, I think I was mildly fooled at first. I was like, oh, she, okay, so she's she's still Hydra, or yeah. you know, black uh, red room, red room, yeah, so many colors and yeah, variations right? and all that. <laughs> she's a red room. I do like how every time they mention Shield, they have to mention also, well, really Hydra at the time, but we didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though. You know, looking back, obviously Hydra had infiltrated and then took over Shield. At one point, Shield yeah. was Shield, and it was like you know a force for good. And I, I hate that the legacy is now that oh yeah, Hydra grew inside of it and took it over. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, they did <laughs> some good stuff too. But uh, the original, basically one of like the original widows, she says she went through the Red Room four times. Yeah. That's horrific. Speaking of horrific, when Yelena started going into detail. It was kind of it, like don't get me wrong, it was funny-ish. Yeah. But at the same time, we're like, oh, oh, oh. all right, oh, okay, wow, <laughs> relax. Yeah, that, that's a line also from uh, Avengers: Age Ultron that hasn't aged well, where she refers to herself as a monster because she she is. Yeah. You know all that, like that doesn't make you a monster. Like, no. But um, yeah. Apparently, Jeremy Renner had an uncredited voice role. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You got a couple of Red Room assassins, which we're not going to go. We got uh, yeah. Julia Louise Driver, uh, as we Dreyfus, excuse me, Driver, Driver, <laughs> reprising her role as Valentina. I really want to see what her end goal is. Is, yeah. is she remaking Hydra? Because Hydra's still in effect. Because in, Ant- in yeah. the first Ant Man, they mention um, that some of the buyers for the the shrinking tech are um, Hydra, and I think what's his face goes. They're not like they were before. They're doing really interesting work. <laughs> so, like, Hydra's still around. Yep. S.H.I.E.L.D. is technically kind of around. Yeah. You go ish. on. Like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tried to reintroduce S.H.I.E.L.D. itself, mm-hmm. but that's not continuity anymore. Yeah. Um, even though they're the ones who got Fury the helicarrier at the end of Age of Ultron that we never saw again. Yeah, right. Uh, God, Marvel, Marvel really... I, Marvel I, needs to get their... Sh- together which literally is, which is funny get it they, together they probably have a continuity team they probably oh, have yeah. a team of which is funny because all you need to do is hire people like us who yeah. like dissect every scene yeah. in, in these movies and just like it's uh you know it, it's an interesting thing to to keep track of especially with different directors and stuff like that but um and yeah. so that's the whole cast let's talk about some things that we like some things that we didn't like 
What, what do you got? What do you got, Ronnie? Um, again, I think the things I liked. One thing I liked was, uh, like I said, like we said earlier, David David Harbour. I I think he's a bright spot in this movie, and because of him, like a red star. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would because of him and Florence Pugh or Pug or however you pronounce it. Uh, um, they definitely help this movie progress throughout and give it a little extra added value to it because uh, you you have you have a lot of character development in this movie but it's just from those two mm-hmm. no no one really else gets any sort of development in it um but the, the, those two are definitely one of my positives what's one of yours um black widow herself she's you mm-hmm. know scarlett johansson just is a gem and a really good addition to the marvel universe it's also just great to be back in the movies and seeing a marvel yeah. movie um i really I, there are a lot there you know the humor is really good the, the dynamic between the two of them is is fantastic yeah. uh, her and uh yelena yeah um you, you feel that camaraderie you feel that you know they have a history obviously they've been together for they were together for three years and you know doing fake christmases and yeah. stuff like that but um you know, for Yelena being so young at the time, it was real for her. Like she was, they say that she was six, so that means from like age three to six, this is how she grew yeah. up, and she thought it was totally normal. So it's different for Natasha, who I don't remember if they say her exact age, but she's probably like eleven or twelve yeah. at the time. You know, she's riding her bike through town. So you know, obviously Natasha had an idea, but I really enjoyed their dynamic and like you know their back and forth, like. I love this vest. It's got pockets, mm-hmm. like, and all that. You know, you love this vest. Yeah. So some of that stuff was just really good. But uh, anything you, something you don't like? Um, something I didn't like. One, I mean, again, touch on it. Taskmaster, I think, was a big letdown and a surprise that they went with um, Drakov's daughter instead of staying true to the comic Mm -hmm. um because in the comic books it's a male yeah playing again no that's fine you you do what you want but i i don't know i I think sometimes you have to stay true to the original Mm -hmm. you know some things work some things don't work this to me did not work at any point taskmaster at all whether it was male female whatever does not matter um but it was just a it was just a letdown because now there's no more taskmaster that the mcu can use because now it's all fixed she's she got her we're taking you she got her red dust (laughs) you know i don't know well what about you well for me like what i was afraid of is that it was going to be just two hours of black widow and skin tight leather kicking ass i'm glad it wasn't it was it, it had some depth to it um, even her costumes were, I don't want to say less form fitting, but more practical. Yeah. And, um, uh, unfortunately, Especially that vest. Yeah, the vest. Got it had so many pockets. pockets. You never know what's in these pockets. <laughs> but um, for me, like I said, they they played it safe. And to have it's it's funny because you look at Iron Man two, the hallway fight scene with her. Mm-hmm. I found that way more memorable and exciting than the entire escape from the from the flying fortress yeah like i i found that better yeah 
we could have had a great movie of her at the end she infiltrates this base and the end she's just like doing the same thing hallways like they could have paid homage to that yeah. done a hallway scene with her fighting off black widows like that yeah. would have been that would have been legendary they, they, i think they tried to in I, the uh in the, in the, in the office in the or office. whatever which was which was cool don't get me yeah. wrong and obviously she doesn't win she was she was about to die she, yeah um, even though we knew she wasn't because mm-hmm. it's not her time yet. And I, uh, Jeremy Renner yeah, just right? throws her off. Oh, dang it. Well, the one thing I don't understand was uh, Yelena attached all the vials to a gas, grenade or like what, a gas whatever container. it was, yeah. right? So when that thing exploded, because that's the only way to do it, is they all had to explode. Magically, two of them Oh, yeah, she, she kept two. yeah. Two of them fell to the ground mm-hmm. off of that and didn't explode. Yeah, we'd have to rewatch it to what? see. Maybe she pawned them or something. But yeah, um, yeah it's um, it's it's a shame that th- this movie should have been this this movie. I hate this. I don't want to compare, but it should have been Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in this movie that that sticks out to me, especially in terms of set pieces. Yeah, like uh, the prison escapes fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the motorcycle chase was. Eh. I know. But I'm like even, trying to think of like things that happened in this, and it's just like when I when I think of Wonder Woman, I think of the scene with No Man's Land. Yes, it's fantastic. Like even more so than the ending fight scene yeah. with Ares. That that scene, that one scene, is just pure, just oh, cinematic yeah. goodness. You know, even even like Batman vs Superman, you have uh, the warehouse fight scene. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Iron Man two kind of suffers from this too. Whereas you know where. The Black Widow scene is the bigger scene, and you know, yeah. the Whiplash fight is just kind of meh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, or like Avengers: Infinity War, where it's a lot of fight scenes, or Endgame, where the last twenty minutes is just pure like cinema Awesomeness. gold. <laughs> but for this movie, nothing, nothing stands out no. for me. Yeah. Nothing, it, it, there's uh, some good character moments, but otherwise, like I, I, I left yeah. this movie just feeling like okay. The the only things that like. I, stand out to me are like the comedic stuff mm-hmm. like w- like when he's try when he's putting on his red guardian suit like that to me like oh that was hilarious I, that's hilarious when uh yelena lands in, in the superhero pose mm-hmm. you know like like, oh, like so oh. gross <laughs> yeah like 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 that to me stands out and everything but i mean that that it's unfortunate because you have this amazing hand-to-hand combat you know um character yeah you get her you get you get you get some good stuff like actually you know what oh okay her fight with yelena oh yeah in the apartment in in buddha in buddha pest 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 in budapest that that is that that, that's a fun fight scene that stands out to me um I mean, it took me a while to get there, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> very born identity. That's that yeah. fight scene, and I like that. Mm-hmm. But um, otherwise, like the movies, it's good. It's passable. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be in the pantheons. I, of, again, I'd watch it again. I'd watch know. it over Thor: Dark World or yeah. Iron Man Two. Um, but we also did not. Uh, you know what? I really wish we'd gotten a good team up fight scene with Yelena and uh, Natasha. Yeah. Like uh, Iron Man Two. I, I know we keep going back to it, mm-hmm. but um, one of the best shots is when. The two of them are arguing about who's going to stand where during the final fight, and yeah. then you know all the drones shopping, and they just drop their helmets and they just go to town. Yeah, I would have loved to see Natasha and Yelena just back to back fighting off widows. Yeah, something like that. I agree. Or even the male soldiers, because this guy does have an army, basically. Yeah, which you but, don't see at all. 
No, they just they're the escort. They just yeah. bring them with. But um, I I think this movie it's it's good. Um, if you're a Marvel fan, I I recommend going to see it. Oh yeah. But it also feels like something that would have been released on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, again, it's one of those go see it. You're not gonna be blown away by it. You're. I wouldn't say you're not gonna love it because I'm sure there's few people out there that are going oh, to love it. Oh, I'm sure there are going to be plenty of people. Yeah. You know. Um, but again, it's it's solid. Yeah. But it does it kind of does the job. It it does the job enough. So how are you feeling about a Star City rating? We could Star City rating this. So I was teetering. Um, I think I, I, mine was a little bit more harsh. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. It is above a slightly above average movie. I think it's because it's got the Marvel clout. Uh, a great cast. Unfortunately, it suffers from a predictable plot, mm-hmm. lack of stakes. Even the emotional moments get hampered by the, the quick comedic jabs. Mar- yeah. Marvel's guilty of it. It's one of their things that, that a lot of people point out that you know they'll do an emotional moment and then immediately cut it with a joke. And you're yeah. like, oh, oh. Kind of, I thought we were having a moment. I thought we were. So, um, but otherwise, it's it's solid. It is right mm-hmm. where it should be. Um, it's not good. Again, it's not going to blow anybody away. If if no. you've seen what are we in like twenty seven Marvel movies or something ridiculous? Something. Yeah. You know, especially with like we just watched WandaVision, which was very big on the emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was huge action set pieces, yeah. and now we're in the middle of Loki or at the end of Loki, which is a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's, I it's a shame that it doesn't mm-hmm. that the thing that got me most excited was the setup for the next yeah. set of movies or series with the ending credit scene. Yeah, um, I kind of wish Natasha Romanoff got a better grave though. Yeah, like right? I would have figured it'd be some sort of shrine somewhere. Yeah, what did they bury in there? That's a great question. Oh God. Well, technically, her body was there. They just got to pick it up. No, it's still on Vormir because apparently, if you look at it, you can also see where. Gamora, Gamora landed. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's morbid. Or like, yeah. like they line up some sort of way. Like creepy. there was like a blood spot or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say about Black Widow. Ron, do you have something to say? Can I give my Star City rating? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot you were here. No. Nah. You guys don't get my rating. You got to follow us. <laughs> on social media. Ronnie, what, what Star City rating? Go ahead. All right. So... Leaving the theater, there there was a family there that we knew, and you know, so they asked, you know, what was your initial thoughts? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, gut, what's your gut telling you? And I said a seven, seven five out of ten. He wanted it out of ten. We don't do out of ten, so I have to convert that now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> but at, at the drive here, which was only like ten minutes, and and discussing it and letting it sit for we've been out of the theater for an hour and a half now or so um i think i'm gonna give this a a three to a three five i'm not i'm not a hundred percent sure i think more a three than a three five but because there was so much that should have been done that was not done um i thought at times some of the cgi was a little funky like with the car falling down into like the subway or whatever and Mm -hmm. so and like the shot of her coming jumping from the uh the base or whatever it's called the red room i guess right like like some of it just looked funky you could tell like it was cgi you're not supposed to tell when things are cgi 
and stuff like that. Um, and then it, it just, no, nothing was set up. I, I feel like this should have, I guess it couldn't really set anything up because it took place in, in the middle, but how can this be part of a, the start of a phase if it has nothing to do with the rest of the phase? I think this movie would have been you better know? if it came out right after Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. To maybe to end phase yeah. four. Yeah. That would have been, I think that one might have been a better, yeah, better I option agree. for them. But uh, we would love to hear what you guys have to say about Black Widow. Ronnie, what are some ways that people can get in touch with us? Not physically, because lawsuits. Ah. Ah. <laughs> um, but you could get in touch with us on Facebook. Uh, just look up the Multiverse Fancast. You can also check out our website, themisfitfaction.com. You can reach out to us on there. You can also get content to our podcast. There's photos up there. You have Rob's articles on Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Venom, bunch of different stuff up there. Um, and then obviously you can follow us on Instagram if you don't already, which you probably already should. Uh, just look up the Misfit Faction. We've released content on there, you know, and all that good stuff. Um, but like I said before, the main thing is Facebook partake in our uh, fan feedback Fridays and everything like that, which we'll go over in just a little bit. Um, and then obviously you take us on the go to listen to us with Spotify, Podbean, uh, what else is it? Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Stitcher, basically anywhere that you listen to other podcasts or music, you can find us and everything. All right. So we had... Fan Feedback Friday, with the success of Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and WandaVision, which superhero show should be on Disney Plus next? So, um, let's see. Producer Melanie, we didn't have a whole lot for this one, unfortunately. No. Producer Melanie wanted a Doctor Strange, which I thought was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I gotta fix this. I, 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 relevant. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. A nice Doctor Strange one would be fun. Uh, Planet Hulk would be good. Unfortunately, they kind of already did it with, uh, what's it called? Uh ragnarok yeah best bet at it and uh rob i'm still all in on the marvel dc crossover event forks on the left with alfred and jarvis and he said call me oh that's funny uh, but um yeah we also have uh i posted on the uh the page the witcher the yeah. new trailer came out have you seen the witcher I have not. All right. No. So if we get any more likes, we're going to have to do an episode on it. So yeah. just start. Well, I, I, I got to go one point. show at a time. I'm, one show at I time. just watched the first episode of season two of The Boys. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But we're so gonna, once I finish that, we're going to do an episode on that. Oh, yeah. Right before season three drops. Absolutely. But uh, that's going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya. Smorgasbord <laughs> for Rob. <laughs>